Hi, I talk too long. Kia ora, culture everyone. Uh, welcome to Queenstown Life Podcast. Um, I'm very excited to be talking with Kelly Thompson. I've seen you lots of times online, obviously, but then I saw you in the Sherwood and was too embarrassed to come over and say hi. <laughs> say hi, you should have said hi. I would have been like, hey, I love it. Um, Kelly is, I didn't realise you were a fashion photographer, uh, turned illustrator, um, I've put, I'm put gardener and, uh, and foodie, because we love your garden, which we'll talk about, um, captain of Maker's Market, uh, speaker, um, and mum to Billy the Beagle and Butter the Cat, who are the most, well, they're very calming, I found. Really? Welcome. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Um, how are you and how are you? Um, in general, I'm good, but at the moment, I feel very uninspired and a little bit agitated. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about rage in a bit. <laughs> I just am very ready to get back outside and back to normal life right now. Yeah, totally. Um, and who, who have you been surrounding yourself with? So you're in Melbourne. Um, not Melbourne, as my mum likes to call it. Um, and so you're, I kind of, I spoke to somebody in Sydney and kind of heard about the Austra whole Australia way of doing things. So tell me, you, who's been living in your house with you and, so and with, surrounding yourself with? I live with Christian, my husband, yeah. and then Billy, the dog, and part of the cat, and that's it. Just us. Yeah. And have you, um, so can you, are you allowed to bring other people in your bubble or can you go near, have you got to keep the whole distance thing? We've got to keep the whole distance thing, but we've had a lot more flexibility um, than New Zealand has. We've still been able to go to garden shops and we've had takeaways the whole time and you can still, a lot of stores have remained open. You just have to make sure that you observe the distance. Yeah. So easier than New Zealand. You're, are you originally from New Zealand? Yeah, I'm from, I grew, up, I grew up in Rotorua. Rotorua, mate. That's my terrible Australian accent. I'll stop doing that. Um, and how long have you been over there? Uh, this will be my 10th year now, so okay. quite a long time. <laughs> so how has that felt being, because have, have you still got family here? Yeah, so my parents still live in Rotorua and my husband's parents, they live in Wellington. So um, we still have a good connection to New Zealand. And I also do quite a lot of work with clients in New Zealand. So I feel like I'm half-half. Yeah. And how's that felt like being kind of between the two, I suppose, hearing news? Um, it's been quite interesting just to watch the different countries respond to COVID in a different way, you know, and just seeing, I guess, the extremities of um, the full lockdown that you've had versus our lockdown and results. So, but it has been kind of nice to watch um, a lot of my New Zealand friends because it has been so extreme in New Zealand, just seeing them really kind of wind down and really get into just relaxing and gardening in their home lives a lot more than we have here. I think because we're kind of like half, half in, half out kind of thing, there's this yeah. weird, weird, awkward limbo feeling that we all have when it's kind of like we're working, but then we're not, and it kind of messes with your head a bit. So I feel like New Zealand going full throttle has almost given you um, more appreciation of the time than we have here. And, and I suppose, I mean, for, for me, looking at um, my family and my friends who are still in the UK, which makes me really sad because it's a complete shit show. Um, I, I've 
yeah that whole thing my my mum's been saying like you know it just feels like it's so that the lines are, are just drawn in the sand and that's what you've got and that's what you stick to and it's on a website and you read it and you go right that's it yeah and and you know she our prime minister's been t- chatting to us every day and and then getting into a jimmy's jimmy jammies and talking to us with a cup of tea and it's just like and some people have really it's really interesting reading online because there's a lot of furore about the ways different people have been doing it and some people have hated that approach from her they've been like she's like a teacher and it feels really patronizing and it's like what would you rather do would you rather uh, be really like all over the place and you know and at least she's uh she's a human in this human, story. Like she's human. not just like a dictator being like this is what you have to do brody brody brah like she's um showing compassion and she's talking about how she feels and i feel like it makes it more understandable and also makes it more like a team effort you know yeah 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 we, totally. we just get told what to do we don't know what's happening tomorrow and <laughs> we just have to we just have to deal with it you know <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of your work so you work from home anyway and your work's slightly changed like i've watched you um it feels like you kind of you work you've w- not worked it out because who who's worked it out but you've you've really dug deep into what your gut's telling you over the past few years. Yep. So talk to me a little bit about that and what, what kind of what that looks like now in this situation. I'm so happy that it looks like that from the outside. <laughs> Thank goodness. That's how I feel um, on the inside. That's what I feel like I've done. I actually, um, at the moment, my work has died off a little bit. Quite a few of my projects have been postponed until things go back to normal because I have been doing a lot of uh, I guess, social media collaborations with brands and obviously they want to wait until stores are open and things like that. And quite a few of my illustration projects have just been paused for a little while, mainly because um, companies want to make sure that they can pay their staff and pay their bills before they're commissioning outside work. I do have a few um, online, uh, ongoing um, clients that I do creative consulting for. So they've just kind of been ticking through. That's mainly just emailing and helping them with their decisions and things. Um, and luckily I've still got Maker's Market, which slowly just turns over constantly. So I've always got that to do. But in general, it has been a lot more quiet than usual. Um, going back to me figuring things out, I actually, a few, it must have been like 2016, I actually like had an, uh, a business partner and we split and then I launched an advertising um, artist agency and I was representing commercial artists. And unfortunately during that time, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue and I was really, really ill and no one really knew about it. I just kind of kept it to myself because I just didn't want people to know about it more than anything. Um, and it was a quite bad, like I couldn't walk up the stairs and things at sometimes, but um, it was kind of during that time that I really became focused on my health and it really made me think about how I was not really living a sustainable life as far as how I was treating my body and, the link between my body and my creativity so it's kind of during that time that I started to just cull stuff like I previously just wanted to be this girl boss and prove how I could just take over the world and be great and then when I got sick I was like actually I don't want any of this shit you know like it's not like it's I don't want to be an email machine and I really missed like being creative and things and so it's kind of since 2007 that I've really ask myself like what did I love before what do I love now and what is actually really important to me and so that's why I've kind of like 
I mean, I've tried a lot of stuff, which has been really great, but I've also culled a lot of things along the way. And I feel like I've almost come full circle and I'm starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually quite nice. Like as of 2020, I'd kind of shut down a lot of the extra businesses that I was running or involved with. And I've really like shrunk down as far as like the kind of work that I'm taking on. And I feel like this big breath of fresh air, like I'm just like, ah, let's do this. You know, let's just get back to Kelly, the essence of what yeah. I love. No, totally. I just freaked out then because I realised there's two of you in the room, but it's actually a mirror. I'm oh, like, whoa, there's two Kellys. That's so cool. I rearranged um, my office and now the mirror's behind me, but it's so bad because every time I get the room, everyone can see how messy my office is behind the computer. You're still <laughs> looking glamorous as ever, though. Um, I think it's really interesting you talk about that because I think a lot of us go through that. A lot of us start off quite simply looking you know trying to trying to do a job that that we love so it brings us back to often our um the hobby or the thing that we like doing outside of work and then we you know we work for years trying to get that into a job and then we get that into a job and then it just becomes something that we don't like anymore and then we go back to what it was we were doing again and it's like that whole you know i've talked a lot on this podcast with women about gut instinct and how one we don't listen to it two we always talk about it um and three, we always come back to it. It's like, you know, in all things, relationship, work, friends, eating, looking after ourselves. I've got it there for a reason. It goes, hello. No, I see it all the time. Like, even if I think about it before I launched my agency, I was so, um, I was so uninspired and so, like, I'd always had this passion for illustration and it had just completely gone. And I just thought that that was because I needed to change my job, but it was yeah. just dried up entirely. And then after I got sick, and then I spent like a year and a half really focused on my health and bringing myself back to what would be considered a normal level of good health. I really realized that my creativity was directly linked to my health because as soon as I was healthy again, all of that came flooding back. And yeah. like, if I'd actually sat down and thought about it, it was really damn obvious. Yeah, no, 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 totally. But sometimes we don't like, we, we don't listen to those voices. Um, and we don't listen to that thing until often somebody else tells us. I know. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. It's amazing. It just asking me a question and then I'm like, oh, it's that obvious. <laughs> and there's a, a few other things that you've brought in. So you've, you know, you, um, you talk about the whole finding reformer Pilates, which changed my life about five years ago. My friend does it. And she was like, I had a really bad back. And she's like, come and try this weird contraption that looks like a sex machine. Um, and I walked in her house and went, am I in the wrong room? Like, I don't need to see <laughs> what, what have I stumbled on? And she's like, oh, no, no, have a look. Anyway, and also the whole thing about you being outside and walking and making time for breaks. Like, this all comes across really well in your social. Oh, that's good. Um, but also being in your garden. So the whole, you know, I talked to Jews from Studio Home last week about that pure, like, you can, it, it like ruminates out of her the joy she gets from being outside and you do that get that from you that's good I'm glad it comes across like that it's kind of funny um just like when I was really unwell we kind of lived in the city and I kind of said to my friend once that I likened myself to a pet like with their window their face stuck to the window just gagging to get outside like the whole time I was sick the internal desire to just get outside and go for a walk or like sit on the grass was just crazy crazy strong and 
that was kind of one of the reasons that we decided to move while I was kind of getting better. And now I just realized that my body was just like, get me out of here. Give me yeah. a break. Yeah, break. totally. Was, I was just so disconnected. I was just on a computer, on a phone, like every day, all day, and just not in touch with my like health at all. And it's just amazing. Like once again, the signs are there the whole time. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and it's only—it's about practice, eh? You practice listening to it, and you practice sticking it in. And like I, you know, I felt really bad because now I actually—I um, mean, I've got you know busy and toddler and husband and life and stuff. But the fact that I have to diarize when I'm going to go and do exercise, but I'm like, do you know what? I—I I feel silly doing that. But if that's the way that it works, then that's the way that it works. Like, exactly. if it works, whatever, just do it. And also, whoops. Um, also, I've been thinking a lot lately about how funny it is that work is everyone's priority. Like, we know that exercise makes us feel good and we know that it strengthens us and it rewards us. And um, I don't understand why work has just become the priority of every single person's life. Yeah. Like, why isn't, why aren't we exercising for four hours a day and then working the rest of the day. I don't know. Totally. So I had this exact conversation with um, Angela Meyer from Double Denim, who's from a creative consultancy in Wellington. And she talks about, I said, you know, why don't we, we know yoga makes us feel good. We know massage makes us feel good. She said, it's about those stories we, we talk to ourselves about. So internally we have these conversations again about the fact that it makes us feel good, but we don't listen to it because actually if we go and do it it might make us feel a way that we need to admit to ourselves it might bring up stuff we don't want to so we pile loads of stuff on the top it's avoidance right it's another avoidance strategy yeah. i know that thing will make me feel good but actually it might unpack some other stuff that i'm not really sure about exactly but it's true it's so true and, and so for you um and I, I, you've been asked this question a bazillion times and I half hate it, but that whole inspiration, where does that come, where's that, where does that launch itself from nowadays? Um, I think my like lifestyle really um, is influencing my inspiration at the moment as far as I'm like, what do I, what do I want now, you know? And from that comes inspiration as far as like growing my garden for example I really in my life I really want to be in control of my food supply and I really want to know that I'm not ingesting horrible sprays and roundup and things and so that inspires me to take the time to grow my garden and really focus on it and make it a priority in my life as far as my creative inspiration I find that as soon as I'm trying to find it I cannot find it um <laughs> So um, for me, I find a lot of inspiration just when I'm out and about. Like if I'm just listening to a podcast I, and going for a walk, I think of so many things that I want to do and so many things that I want to get done as soon as I get home. So that's yeah. really for me. Um, but I kind of always have, I always have inspiration in me to some extent. Like I, I always have something that I want to do or a little project that I want to work on. And for me, it's not the inspiration of the problem. It's the time to do it or the money yeah. to do it. That's yeah. Yeah. Way. So, um, yeah, I'm not really someone who looks up to other artists or looks at celebrities or looks at any of those things. It's more of an internal for me yeah 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 and so we we touched on just before we started this about your slight rage um we didn't dig deep into that i i've seen your roundup 
um, stories and gone. <laughs> and I know I've been through the rage over the past five weeks and turning off social media helps. Um, have you found that? What's that kind of, where's that appearing? Um, I think I just have an underlying frustration at the moment and it is largely related to the one-sided coverage of COVID and the one-sided um, media. Um, mainly because this could be a controversial thing to say, but I really am finding it disappointing how no one's comparing the stats for COVID against, say, like the stats of how many people die of heart disease or, um, you know, how, how many children die of not uh, receiving and good nourishment and food in their day-to-day life. In comparison, you know, like I feel like it's been very honed in on and it seems like it's the only thing that's happening in the world at the moment and that is kind of generating a kind of hysteria and also I've been listening to quite a few podcasts about it as well and the um the I don't want to be heartless but the dollar amount of what we've done with all of these restrictions and um all of these lockdowns like the ongoing um issues that this is going to cause later and I know that it's important to look after people's lives and things but apparently they've said that in general, there is a dollar amount that they place on a human's life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and apparently the amount of bailouts and the amount of economic damage that is caused, has been caused by all of this, it's something crazy. Like it's 20 times more than what they would put on an individual human life. Yeah. I, like, I just feel like it's, a, I feel a little bit almost like, it's been taken out of our individual hands, you know, like uh, part of me is, like we've all made this huge sacrifice, but sometimes I'm like, would it have been better to take the people who were um, immune deficient or um, at high risk and maybe like make them self-contain and self-quarantine and then obviously give them everything that they need to be looked after and healthy during that time. But is the sacrifice of the basically the whole world to save a minority, which might not even be as big at all when you compare it to just every yeah and I, I also think I think on the flip side of that like um we've had some really good information from Susie Wiles so I don't know if you know Susie Wiles she's a tech speaker she's pink hair scientist she's amazing so if you look her up um she's and she's been like um kind of at the forefront of explaining this stuff really well and she talks a lot about one about the fact that we can't see it so i could be walking around with it and be completely well and not know i've got it and then pass it on to somebody else but also she does talk a lot about um especially in new zealand some of the stuff that's not being still not being talked about like child poverty like where's that gone or women's issue like the amount of women that are going to suffer from this you know because they pick yeah so it there's there's been a lot of that conversation here um and i think i don't know that i think i i hear what you're saying but i also think that you know everybody's an epidemiologist now in new zealand every you know my i'm like i do you know my friend was going on about something the other day and i went do you know what i'm gonna trust this person over you yeah, i love you but i'm not gonna listen to you <laughs> she was like what? I'm like, you've read one Wikipedia post. <laughs> I know. Come on. So, yeah, no, I, I, do, I wouldn't even want to be part of that conversation as to the, can you imagine going to bed every night thinking, what am I going to do tomorrow as a person in charge? I'll be I like, I've seen like, ah. a, I think quite a few people who are very uninformed on Instagram having these huge like Instagram video live um, 
rants and things like this yeah. woman today who was like from the things that I've read from the like she'd been on for like an hour but she didn't actually reference anything that she'd read yeah. I'm like come back to me with, you know yeah. I'm like come back to me with your PhD dude yeah. you know like just the, my frustration in general is just the, the one-sided nature of the yeah no, no no I hear you trying to get a also, complete yeah and also the like there's such a it's such a huge response to this, and I just I'm like why don't we ever respond that hugely to things that kill people in a year? You know, like just totally. So I I interviewed a friend of mine yesterday, Erin Goff, who's uh, works for the Children's Commissioner and is a disabilities advocate, and she said the amount of stuff that's got done in two weeks in the disability sector uh -huh. that I've been campaigning for for ten years is unbelievable. So we can do it, people. Like yeah. we can do this stuff. Yeah, and it's that me the underlying irritation every day at the moment i hear you i hear you i need to stop reading everything i like, know turn it off turn it off um so are you ready for your quick fire round oh is it that time already it goes so fast i know it goes it goes fast uh vegemite or marmite oh, marmite 100 uh zoom or microsoft teams i don't even know what microsoft teams is <laughs> i love that good answer uh favorite i'm gonna say favorite new zealand biscuit ginger nut is that New Zealand? Oh or is that God. England? You lot need banishing to an <laughs> island of your own, you ginger nut freaks. I can say that, I don't care. It's my podcast, I can say it. I hate ginger nut biscuits. Um, jeans or cords? Oh, I actually have cords on today. And it's... I, say, I don't think I've ever seen you in a pair of jeans. I don't really um, wear pants that much, to be honest. I love it. Uh, manicured lawn or unruly meadow? 100% unruly, magical meadow. Uh, did you do your homework at the start of the school holidays or at the end, at 2 o'clock in the morning? Right, at the end, 100% all the time. Um, guilty music pleasure? <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so many. If you just listen to any of my Instagram videos they're all guilty and um, that song it's called Let's Get Married by it's like, oh I know which one you mean hang on I'm gonna look it up for you oh, let's it's get an married. amazing music video for it somebody yeah. made I just love it so much oh actually and also like a bit of Phil Collins oh yeah I think I just like to exercise to Phil Collins <laughs> I love it um mountain or beach Oh, that's really hard. Um, I feel like mountain for my health, but beach for just the lazy pleasure of the sun, you know, in a swim. Yeah, I love it. Uh, salt or sweet? Sweet, unfortunately. Um, and a famous person you would invite into your bubble, alive or dead? Oh, man, I have no idea. That's a really hard question. Um, I don't really like, I don't look up to... Celebrities or famous people really much at all. Probably maybe a famous artist or a famous painter like Michelangelo or someone like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just love to learn. I wonder if like, you know, in the afternoon she'd be like, cup of tea, love, cup of tea, Michael. <laughs> I just love to know what it was like to have time, you know? Yeah. Dedicated time to work on something so amazing and what that was actually like. We don't For hours and hours and hours. And just have that focus and patience. Yeah, totally. Um, and anything that you want to recommend that you've been reading or watching or listening to? I've been listening a lot to uh, Routines and Ruts podcast. Ooh, you're a big podcast listener, right? Eh? I probably listen to 20 podcast episodes at least in a week. Like wow. 
radio. Um, Routines and Rats is a really good podcast. She talks to a lot of creatives and she really gets into the shit stuff as well as the good stuff, which I really appreciate. I I also love um, the Rich Roll podcast, which is completely different to anything that I do in my life. He's a a recovered alcoholic and now an extreme sports man. Um, And he talks to a lot of uh, doctors and um, people who do meditation and athletes. And I find it really, really interesting just to have listened to people who are outside of my field and just... Yeah, no, no, I find that one really interesting. My friend was on that uh, a couple of weeks ago. She, Mel, she's called Ranga Mel. She did uh, one of the longest races. I listened to that. She was really cool. I really liked bonkers. it. Bonkers. Totally bonkers. My favourite one on there is he interviews Zach Bush um, about uh, glyphosate and um, GMOs. And that was actually, I listened to that podcast when I was in the depths of my severe chronic fatigue stage and learning about that and learning about mitochondria and learning about refueling your exposure was kind of a really huge driver to me. Really interesting. Um, Yeah, I listened to that four times. It's amazing. Yeah, totally amazing. Um, Kelly, thank you so much for giving up your time for us this uh, lunch time. But what are you going to go and do right now? Right now I'm going to colour in some... um, that I started on Friday so um that'll be on my Instagram story very shortly and probably on my Instagram feed tonight if I get it finished and have (laughs) some lunch because it'll be what time are you 11 30 so I don't usually have lunch till 1 30 or something I've got some time amazing thank you so much we will talk very soon have a good day today Bye. bye